Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Orange Slice, the podcast of OSU OKC. I'm here again with Dr. Stephen Collins. He's been on the show before having him as actually our first returning guest because we've got a big event coming up. We've got Nancy Randolph Davis Day coming up February 29th. And we touched on this in the first episode, but we want to go do a little bit of a deeper dive, who she was, what we're doing to honor and all that sort of thing. So, um, Dr. Collins, since we last met, there's been some developments on what's happening on the day. So I'll just let you kind of roll it out and, and tell us all about it. Well, thank you. I always love coming on with you all. I think the engagement for the university has been great. Um, you also gave us a wonderful opportunity last time to talk about the MLK parade. And that was very successful. Um, we had 15 people show up to march with us at oh, that great. event. And it was it was partly due to the work that you all are doing here with the Orange Slice. People have said that you guys are doing really good work. And we always appreciate the support. Now, Nancy Randolph Davis, the reason she's so special to us is because she was the first black enrollee in the Oklahoma State system. So in 1949, she petitioned to get in Oklahoma State in Stillwater. Now, she was motivated by Ada Lois Scipio Fisher. If you don't know the name, she was the one that integrated the OU Law School. Now, being an alum of the OU Law School myself, her story really touches me because they wanted to create a law school of one person in the Oklahoma State Capitol for her. Now, at the time, separate but equal was the way. But it was hard for them to justify and say a law school of one person was truly equal to the, the rigor, rigors of going to actual law school. Nancy Randolph Davis thought, hey, if Ada Lois Scipio Fisher can do it, I can challenge Oklahoma State University. Ada Lois Scipio Fisher had done it at OU Law. George McLaurin had did it at the School of Education at Oklahoma. You saw this go across the country. Let's challenge these laws, and let's just see how much they want to keep us out if we petition each and every school. And she particularly did it in Oklahoma State University. She wanted a, a master's in home economics. She had already received one, a bachelor's, from Langston. And I'm sure most of your viewers will know that is the, the sole reason for HBCUs, is that there was supposed to be an educational space for students of color until they started to reach outside of the box and claim this violates equal protection. I should be in the classroom with white students. She simply applied for a master's in home economics. Now, it's interesting because when she was admitted, she was still admitted under separate but equal. So she was told to sit outside the classroom. But she scored the second highest score on a test, and she was invited to sit in. And some of you may not know, that, comes, that came at a high risk for the professor. Because at the time, a professor could be at risk of being arrested. So that was taking a great risk having her in the classroom with students. She even cites a situation when she sat outside the classroom in an adjacent office. And she remarked how difficult it was for her to hear. So as you can imagine, being in a college class, it's tough enough already. Now imagine that you're not with, with the rest of the class. And I want to point out something about her story that I find fascinating. Some of her white classmates embraced her. Um, and the message I got from that is it takes us all. Some of her white classmates embraced her, even invited her into their homes for dinner, and they helped her with things she couldn't hear in class. And when she was alive, I was fortunate enough to be able to meet her. She passed away in 2015. By that time, we had already had about five different celebrations at OSUKC. That's one thing I'm proud of for this university is once we took on the mantle of honoring her, we have done it cons uh, consistently on the last Thursday in February. This year, we're fortunate enough, it's a leap day. 
doesn't happen very often. And so it's February the 29th at 1130 a.m. in the Impact Center. Those who have been here before, you're used to it being in the conference rooms. We're switching it this year. It's going to be in the Impact Center, which is just west of our parking garage. We're hoping to have the biggest crowd that we've had uh, uh, since we've been doing this. But as you can see over my shoulder here, we have her photo. She was featured in O State Magazine. As you can imagine how much of a joy that was for her family because she's a civil rights legend and she's an icon. And I think she deserves every bit of attention that she can get. And as long as I'm the advisor to the Black Students Association on campus, uh, we will make that so. When Natalie Shirley was our president, she signed a proclamation. And in that proclamation, it says that the Black Students Association was tasked with honoring her the last Thursday in February, hence the event. And so what BSA simply does is we almost turn that into a black history program. And uh, when I say we have a program for people this year, we are very excited. And I think it's a program that is very befitting of a legend like Nancy Davis. Oh, great, great, great. So go to the Impact Center, 1130, February 29th. Um, is there any particular things people should know about what they need to do or what they should do in advance? Absolutely. Like now, when you get to OSUKC that morning, we'll have BSA students that will show you around. We encourage people to park in the parking garage. But there's also parking between the Impact Center and the uh, what we call our ETC building. Um, it's engineering technology. When you pass the on-queue at 10th and Portland, you won't be able to miss our signage. There will even be signs telling people to turn left. Um, off of Portland. Okay. And there'll okay. be plenty of parking spaces. Then we'll have OSUKC personnel and BSA members directing you inside the building. We'll have programs printed. Uh, you'll be treated to poets, singers, dancers. One of the best historians I know will tell us of how uh, segregated times uh, during Nancy Davis' era, how that would have looked for her in 1949 in Stillwater, Oklahoma. So there's a lot for people to take part in, and we want it to be sort of an empowerment. Um, as I mentioned earlier, it takes all of us. When you see those civil rights crowds and people marching, it took every one of them as they were locked arms and they were doing it because no one can do it alone. You oftentimes, and you look at a group like the Freedom Riders, there were white students, there were black students that were standing for freedom. And so we want people to know that this is not an exclusive event. This is a community event because I don't want people to forget this. Black history is American history. Right, it should be celebrated by all of us, and that's why this event is very inclusive. All right, well, terrific. And so, um, several different pieces of the program. Um, people can see campus or whatever, I guess, while they're here as well. Um, and you know, I don't know if, if this is an official part of it. You might people might want to go over to the library to see some of the, the displays there that are going on for Black History Month. That's as well. right. We'll have displays up that, that chronicle sort of the black experience in America. You'll see them in our library. You'll also see them in our student center in the hub. Um, you'll also see uh, things up on easels, um, and they're very educational. I encourage people when they're on our campus to stop and read. There'll be plenty of things that day to stop and read. For instance, when you come in the Impact Center that day, there'll be a lot of images and there'll be images of civil rights leaders. And I encourage people to take a minute and take a pause. And if you don't know something, I'm really big on this with my students, ask, right? Because there's never a bad question when you're in the quest for knowledge. And we encourage people, if there's an image you see, um, if there's something you see on a screen or on a poster, ask someone, because we'll have plenty of personnel that day to direct people. Okay, okay, terrific. What are some of the things uh, 
from Nancy Davis's life do you think that uh, people can be inspired by and apply today? Now, here's one thing I remember, and I'll never forget this, when she talked to me when she was living. She, she had told people she never uh, intended to be a legend. She just wanted an education. And in the course of that, she became a legend. But I think that applies to us all, if you think about it. If you're struggling with something, you don't really intend to make history. You're just going about your daily life, but you never give up on your dreams because who knows what you might become. But I thought that was an interesting message. She said, I just wanted an I merely wanted an education. We actually put that message on one of our cakes. Those who come will have refreshments. So we put our face on a couple of the cakes and a quote by her. And it's simply that I was, wasn't trying to become a hero or a legend. I merely wanted an education. And I think that stands out because sometimes we think that people plan to do the, these things. No, she just wanted a master's in home economics. And um, she wanted to go to Oklahoma State University. And she took the lead a lot of these other civil rights icons. And she thought, if they can do it, I can do it in Stillwater, America. And you can imagine what that would have been like in Stillwater. I mean, that's not the biggest urban area you could find. Right. Um, people pretty set in their ways. Um, that took a lot of courage. And another thing I take from her is she came to this campus even when she was frail. She continued to come. And she would always remark about how much she appreciated Oklahoma State University in Oklahoma City for honoring her legacy. And that will always stick with me, even in, in her frail moments. She's showing up here in her wheelchair. She's mustering the courage to talk to the crowd, even though she's very weak. Um, that tells me a lot about the kind of person she is. It really speaks to her character. She would never turn us down. Um, and we started this in 2010, and we lost her in 2015. And here we are, nine years after we lost her, and we're, st we're, we're still honoring her memory. And uh, that gives me great pride in OSU OKC. Um, it really is a community effort and a school-wide effort. And um, it, it makes me very proud. And I think the people who show up that day, they will be proud too. I, you know, there's certainly, there's a, a lot of inner strength you have to have to, to go against the, the prevailing culture of the time, uh, you know, it, it, whatever it may be. But certainly in this case, there were plenty of signs that told her, no, you can't do this. That's right. And so, and as you mentioned, it's in Stillwater. I'm not, I'm not sure what the support systems looked like in Stillwater at that time, but you have to assume they maybe were not extremely robust. No, they weren't robust. And it took a lot of personal commitment on her part to say that a lot of this journey, I'll have to go alone. But it's interesting who you find and the allies you find along the way, right, on a tough journey. She found that despite the news reports and the headlines you see, that there were a few white students that were willing to help. And I think that message, I can't speak on that enough, that when we're trying to affect change, it takes all of us. Um, it takes people willing to step outside the box. I think the late John Lewis said it best. Um, you got to be willing to get in good trouble. You know, students always get a kick out of that and say, Dr. Collins, do you encourage people to do something bad or to break the law. I said, no, John Lewis says it best. You have to be willing to step out and take a risk. And sometimes you have to be willing to get into good trouble. If you know that, it'll make a difference. Mm -hmm. And Nancy Davis, Ada Lois Hippiel Fisher, Clara Looper, George McLaurin, Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King Jr., I think they all had to say the good trouble is worth it, right? The arrest, the potential arrest is worth it. Um, getting kicked out of a classroom is worth it. Right, because of what it could do. Um, I, I think those lessons are priceless. All right.
Terrific. Well, I think we've hit a lot of the high points of what we're doing uh, on the day. Are there other things you wanted to kind of touch on to make sure that we are sure. reflecting on as we continue through Black History Month and get ready to celebrate this day? Absolutely. And here's what I want people to know, because I get this question a lot about Black History Month in general, is that the exclusivity of it, because it mentions a specific group. I can't echo this enough. Black history is American history. This is just the time that we take to honor a specific group. Um, and when people come on campus, they might notice signage. But one thing I want people to take from this is meet a friend. Go up and meet. You actually get to meet the daughter of Nancy Randolph Davis, who has the I'm same great. name. Her name is Nancy Lynn Davis. You get to meet her because she'll be on our campus. She's come every year. Um, and you'll get to meet civil rights icons that we, that we invite from the community. That's how you network, and that's how you learn. And before you know it, you got somebody in your phone that you met at our program and that you talk to, you know, uh, about these issues. And I think that's the main thing that we give you here is we give you the chance to establish community. When you come here, I always tell my students, meet somebody, ask someone their name, ask Nancy Lynn Davis what her mom was like. You didn't get to meet her. Ask her what her mom was like. You might find that she has time for you. She might sit down. She might talk to you. Um, but those are the kind of the, that's the kind of environment we want to foster on campus for Black History Month um, and whatever month that we honor Women's History Month, Hispanic Awareness Month. I think campus is dedicated to that. And I think it's my uh, chore in February to make these lessons known that there are people who sacrifice a lot. And I think there are lessons that should not be forgotten. And I just appreciate the opportunity to speak. All right. Well, we love having you on the show. Uh, I am going to predict we're going to have you back on here soon. Anytime. Um, because there's just a lot of it. We haven't really even got into a lot of stuff. I'd love to talk to you about, about history and voting and different things. Absolutely. But, uh, we're we're going to save some of that for as those days uh, approach. But we've loved having you on the show. Can I make another point? Oh, absolutely. During Nancy Randolph Davis Day, we're also going to have voter registration forms. Well, there you go. As you all know that I'm a big voter rights advocate. Um, I won't tell you how to vote, but I want to make sure people are registered. We'll have people there to assist if you need assistance with that. We'll have voter registration forms, and if you need them mailed, we'll mail them for you. So we also will have voter registration forms on hand that day. So we will mention a little bit about voting today. <laughs> I can't I can't help myself. I have to mention, <laughs> I have to mention voting. Right. <laughs> That's, that is terrific and good, and good to know. And, hey, if you haven't registered to vote, this is an opportunity to do it. Uh, so I'd like to thank Dr. Stephen Collins for appearing with us on Orange Slice again today and uh, for all the great information. Come out for Nancy Randolph Davis Day on February 29th here at OSU OKC. And again, thank you for watching.